It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is January 31st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. I apologize if you caught me clearing my throat. <laughs> you had a live mic and you're coughing in the background, getting ready, getting those beautiful vocal That's cords right. ready for the morning. I had to go hurry and reheat my coffee to lubricate my vocal cords, and uh, you caught me right in the cough there on this last day of January. How about that? The last day of January. Let's make the most of it. January Let, will be that. in the books. We'll keep moving on. So all we have right now, David, is today. That's true. Is that from a movie? Uh, could be. I think it is. Some wise person. I stole that from them. Uh, cold again today. I'm just looking at the forecast. Temperatures about 30 degrees out there in the greater Portland, Vancouver area. Brenda, God bless you. What is going on? She just on? sneezed. You, 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 you did turn your mic I off. I turned though. my mic off, yes. Good for you there. And so people didn't hear <laughs> bless that. Boy, you. are coughing and sneezing well, this morning. What's going on? It's the coughing, sneezing type of season, I believe it is. <laughs> and so you're here today, yes. and you told me your adventures last night. And I'm sure what happened to you is not unfamiliar to people over these yes. last couple of days, given the cold temperatures. First, let me say, uh, you know, um, Scott has been on travel. He is literally on an airplane right now. He'll be home in just a couple of hours. When things go wrong in the house, I don't know why it happens when he is not away. <laughs> I don't like for that to happen because what that means is I actually have to step up and get it taken care of, which I know that I can, but I don't want him to know that I right. can take care of That's a lot right. of different things. Because he needs to do this. I had a busted faucet yeah. outside yesterday. Let me start by saying it's never a good sign when you're walking around your house and you hear running water. Yeah. And you don't know where it's coming from. Where's it from. coming from? Yes. And you know what was really strange? I, I was uh, on the telephone talking with my folks and yeah. I heard water running. Yeah. You can hear it because when sure. water's flowing oh, yeah. through the house. Absolutely, yeah. I'd automatically presume that my daughter was taking a shower. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then my son's like looking around like uh, he hears it and when he's concerned about it (laughs) then i go something's up because he's usually just not really concerned about things and he got up and then he walked back into the family room area where he was on the computer and my daughter's walking behind him yeah and i went you're not in the shower huh that's not the shower yeah and so he's he's walking around he's looking for it yeah and i'm talking on the phone and i'm like i have to go and and then he walks outside and he goes, he's pointing to me. It's outside. Mm. Our outdoor faucet. And it had one of those like um, cushion or styrofoam kind of warmers right, yeah, that yeah. you put. Uh, it, water was spewing out from the oh. sides of it. Oh. So it turns out it wasn't the pipe itself, mm-hmm. but the we have like a coupler, kind of a fix because there's not the turn does leaks. Yeah, that right. shuts it on and off. So we leave it on and we use the couplers. That to, closes the water. To down. close the water off. That's made out of plastic. That cracked. Yeah. And so water was just spewing oh, all over. Gosh. So we put a little bit of a band-aid on it. We went to Home Depot last night. A very nice gentleman by the name of Dave in Vancouver. Thank you very much. He got me all set up with the parts that I needed. David, and while we were there, I had to apologize to him. He was wearing a 49ers hat. Oh. And I said, that's Oh, too bad. I said, <laughs> Yes. 
that was a tough weekend for you. Yes. And uh, so we talked a little bit about that, but he gave me everything I needed to get home. And, and it's still just Band-Aid fixed. Right. But there's no water running. That's the good thing. The thing was, though, it was cold last oh, night. Yeah. All of the water that was spewing out onto the patio frozen mm-hmm. when I got out there yeah. to, to put the fix back on it. So All you needed mm. to do was slip and fall oh. to go along with that. The so. kids thought it was funny. They're running around <laughs> yeah. on it, like slipping. We had a little Ooh, fountain out fun. there that's rock solid because it's iced over. But yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. I'm sure I was not alone. It, you hear it happening. You said, though, the, the best words to me. He goes, Brenda, be thankful that that was an outdoor faucet yes. and not an indoor not faucet. Not an indoor faucet, absolutely. Or something under <laughs> the house or yeah. who knows where else it could have been. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, you're lucky from that extent, certainly, because, oh. Have you ever pipes. had a broken pipe that was spewing water everywhere? No, not I, not that I can think of. Knock on wood when I say that, now that it's still frozen <laughs> out there. Uh, we did have one time when we were living in an apartment our pipes froze. Okay. And it was very cold. And so that was a landlord issue then, not an us issue. So they came and fixed it, which, and it was, they they were able to unthaw it and get the water running again and no broken pipes. But I can't think of any broken pipes right off the top of my head. But yeah, what a pain. Oh, we've known friends that have had like uh, kitchen pipes burst. They walk into their home and there's water on yeah. the whole first floor kind of thing. I know people thing. that, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, so, gosh, yeah. Prayers to everyone out they, there. And God bless yeah. you, plumbers. plumbers. I'm going to have a call yeah. here later on. Yeah. It's just kind of one of those days. But. Yeah. Again, a great idea to always check your pipes. Keep them wrapped if you can mm-hmm. this time of year. Or you got the hose bibs on and all of that. So you did what you could do. I did what I could do. Yeah. and uh, But don't tell Scott that I was able to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, we'll move on with the show on this last day of January. All right. Sounds good. So Teresa Peterson's going to start us this morning with Freely Fully. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Teresa Peterson and Freely Fully. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this last day of January. Well, we're going to talk about St. John Bosco. This is his feast day today. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Day Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Day Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Materday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 11, 7, 12 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, we are starting out a little warmer than we did yesterday. Just a tad. But you may not be able to know. It's still pretty cold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're starting out in the mid-20s, but we're already pushing to get to the high of the lower 40s today. David, you mentioned this, that clouds are filling, starting to fill the sky. Yeah. And that's what's bringing the temperatures up a little bit more. That's right. Uh, so overnight, though, we are going to cool off again to near 30 degrees. And tomorrow, a few sun breaks, even in highs back into the middle 40s. And as we said, next chance of rain looks like it's coming on the weekend. All right. It's 30 degrees at St. Joseph the Worker in Portland. And it is also 30 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. This is Dina Marie Hale, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, with a morning blend saint moment on Mater Dei Radio. Well, what do circus performers, magic tricks, and acrobatics have to do with becoming a saint? For one 19th century saint, the intrigue and fascination that mesmerized circus onlookers became an inspiration for St. John Bosco to win the attention of local youth, drawing their interest toward Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. Well, with me to share more about the lives of the saints this month is Jesuit priest, Father James Kubicki. Father James, thanks for coming back on the program in January. You're very, very welcome, Dina Marie, and I'm glad to be talking about St. John Bosco, who's one of my favorite saints. You know, living in the 1800s, he died in the year 1888, we have photographs of him, uh, photographs of him surrounded by some of the youth that he taught and uh, tried to guide. Uh, some of whom became saints, like St. Dominic Savio. So it's a, a great example, as, as we've said often in this program, of how um, the influence that we have on one another is very important. 
It's so true. And I know for, or I guess for what I've learned about St. John Bosco, I always connect him with education. We have a Catholic schools week that falls within his feast day. I think throughout the country, uh, we recognize our Catholic education and the presence, but give us a sense of how John Bosco really had this passion and this flair for, he saw something was missing in the youth and he wanted them to encounter Christ and to know and understand better their Catholic faith. You know, how did that lead him into his ministry? Well, I think part of it is, um, I mean, his father died when he was two years old. His mother raised him and had a really deep influence on him. Uh, but I think without that father figure in his life, he himself felt drawn to uh, be a father, to help uh, young boys and youth who perhaps their fathers were absent in one way or another. And so he really reached out to the youth of his time. At his time in the 1900, uh, 19th century, uh, education, you know, the, the uh, slogan was spare the rod and spoil the child. Uh, in other words, it was very severe and the discipline, uh, corporal punishment was very much a part of education. St. John Bosco took a totally different tack. His idea was kindness and gentleness. And so he founded a religious order called the Congregation, the Society of St. Francis de Sales, who lived three centuries earlier and who was noted for his gentleness. Uh, St. Francis de Sales said, you can attract more flies with honey than with vinegar. And so St. John Bosco lived that out in his life where he tried to attract people to the Lord. And he did that by first attracting their attention with, as you mentioned in the introduction, with jokes and acrobatics. He learned to juggle in order to uh, draw young people to him and uh, observe what he was doing and be entertained. He used the entertainment of his time to draw people to him. And then he would tell uh, stories about Jesus and he would draw them to Jesus. So he was like St. John the Baptist in many ways that he would say, you know, I am not the Messiah. I am not the Christ. I am just one who prepares the way for the Lord. And that's certainly what St. John the uh, Bosco did in the way he used entertainment to draw people to Jesus. Well, and I think it's interesting, Father James, that again, he's he's drawing from St. Francis's sales. He's drawing from some of the great saints in, yeah, I want to catch their attention, but I also want to give them the truth. I want to give them, you know, who Jesus Christ is. And we learn that through the lives of the saints. That's right, because they lived the truth. And so, you know, they can write about the truth, but it's in the lives of the saints, how they live their, their life that we, we really see the word made flesh, really put into action. And, you know, St. John Bosco, again, by founding this order uh, of educators um, and an order for, uh, for women as well, the Salesians, um, they become one of the biggest uh, religious orders throughout the world and uh, are focused primarily uh, on those who um, have not had the opportunity for education. So, uh, St. John Bosco was especially concerned about the poor in Turin, Italy, and throughout Italy, and then throughout the world, 
who did not have educational opportunities. And so he created a group of, of people, followers, who would bring education to these people. And it was education, not just in order to get a good job, but in order to live a good life, to live a virtuous life. One of the things he said is, you know, enjoy life, enjoy yourself, just don't sin, because ultimately sin does not bring joy. And so I, I think especially, you know, for me, St. John Bosco, the, one of the reasons I love him is because of that desire he had uh, to be joyful, uh, to be funny, to um, tell jokes. It reminds me of another saint, St. Teresa of Avila, who uh, said that God did not want dour, unhappy people. That's not going to attract people to him. Uh, he wants people to be happy and joyful. And certainly Pope Francis, in his writings about the joy of the gospel and such, has followed in this great tradition of, of St. John Bosco. Remembering the life of St. John Bosco on the 31st of January, and we can connect him a lot with education, catechesis, with youth, but also I've heard about the, the vision of St. John Bosco and some of his more prophetic uh, visions or dreams. What can you tell us about that part of St. John Bosco? Oh, he, he was an amazing mystic, uh, and there's a, a book that's been written with a number of his dreams uh, in which he foresaw some of his students being attacked by dogs. Well, basically it was they were being tempted by the evil spirit. He foresaw that the order he founded, the Salesians, would spread throughout the world. And he prophetically saw them in the air. This is before airplanes. And they were in these vehicles that would carry them around the world. But I think the, the dream that speaks to me the most is one in which he saw the church as a ship, um, the bark of St. Peter, the ship, and on the bow of the ship is the Pope in Bishop dressed in white. And the ship is being attacked by all kinds of other boats, and it's sailing through rough waters. And it comes to a place of, of safety and rest as it passes through two pillars on the sea. And on top of the pillars, one has the sacred host, the Holy Eucharist, and the other pillar has a statue of our Blessed Mother. And I think St. John Bosco foresaw the turbulence that we would experience in the church in the 20th century, now in the 21st century. And he would say, you know, the, the way the church is going to navigate through these troubled times and troubled waters would be through our devotion to the Holy Eucharist and to our Blessed Mother. And so, you know, at the beginning of the 21st century, we have St. John Paul II writing an apostolic letter about the rosary, and then also writing an encyclical about the Holy Eucharist. And I think more and more as we see faithful Catholics striving to be true to the faith and to be strong during these times of division and polarities, that it's, again, the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother that will help us find safety during these turbulent times. It's so true. And I think it's so beautiful right now. We have this Eucharistic revival going throughout the country and really around the globe, this reminder of the true presence of Jesus Christ. And we just celebrated Christmas. You know, it was just a few weeks ago, but are we still maintaining that, that, that presence that our blessed mother carried our Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy spirit? I mean, this is our faith and our Mary 
brings that faith alive as she brings us the Christ child, I think St. John Bosco is going to be a great saint to continue to lead us into that peacefulness. Definitely. And, you know, in, in the old calendar of, of the church, the Christmas season continued until February 2nd. Uh, so 40 days after Christmas, we had uh, the celebration of the Christmas season. We still celebrate uh, February 2nd as a very special feast day. It's called the Presentation of Our Lord, uh, the Purification of Mary. It uh, comes from the scriptures, uh, the Gospel of Luke, where we read that 40 days after Jesus' birth, he was presented in the temple, and Mary presented herself as well. It's an interesting feast. We say Purification of Mary. And we think, well, was she considered unholy? She was following the Jewish tradition. And if you think about how the chalice that holds the precious blood of Jesus is purified at the end of Mass, not because it's dirty, but because it's held the sacred body uh, uh, and blood of Jesus. So Mary, being the one who held the body and blood of Jesus within herself, went through this purification, as we say, on the feast of the um, February 2nd, presentation and purification. Well, it's a great feast to look forward to just a couple of days away. And so as we come to a close of Father James, I'll say Merry Christmas to you. Uh, and would you help us to close this time in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the saints that you raise up and who are examples to us. We pray that as we, saints in the making, strive to follow Jesus more closely, we may follow the example of these saints, especially St. John Bosco. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of our listeners and families and friends. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James, and God bless you. God bless you too. Goodbye. And it is 7.23 here at Mater Day Radio. Boy, I really have a, come to really appreciate Father Kubicki. Yeah. He just has so much knowledge and just the way that he presents it so beautifully. And so thank you, Dina Marie, for uh, talking with uh, Father Kubicki on that regular basis. It is Tuesday. Speaking of Dina Marie, that means tonight she will be speaking with our shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archbishop Alexander Sample. His show is Voice of the Shepherd. It comes on every Tuesday. Occasionally, we get to hear also from our auxiliary bishop, Peter Smith, right. who joins the show as well. It's a great feature here at Mater Day Radio, and it creates an ability for Archbishop Sample to reach a whole lot more people on a regular basis on that show. In fact, if you want to see all of our locally produced shows and the full lineup of programming here at Mater Day Radio, well, just go to our webpage. There you can find our full program schedule 24-7 of great Catholic broadcasting. You can also access our program schedule on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Well, icy weather across much of the country. We'll talk about that in the news. And he won't be able to go all the places in the Congo he had hoped, but Pope Francis is en route to Africa this morning after entrusting the trip to the Blessed Virgin Mary. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Unspoken, You've Always Been. We are David and Brenda on The Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio. I've had good days, I've had bad days, tasted victory and defeat. I've had problems, big as planets, turned to pebbles when you speak. I've had nothing to my name, never lacked for anything, cause you were there with me. You've been my savior, sustainer, when I'm at my end, my healer, redeemer, again and again, my mother and my father, brother, sister, and friend. you pay when I wander far away you keep calling out my name you don't give up on me you've been my savior sustainer when
That is Unspoken, and you've always been. It's 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, before departing on his flight to Africa on Tuesday morning, Pope Francis met with a group of refugees and migrants from the Democratic Republic of Congo and South Sudan at the Vatican. Now, while on board the papal flight to Kinshasa, which departed from Rome's International Airport at 8.29 a.m. local time with more than 70 journalists, Pope Francis asked everyone on the plane to spend a moment in silent prayer thinking of those who crossed the Sahara Desert seeking a better life. Pope Francis also expressed disappointment that he was unable on this trip to visit Goma, a city in eastern Congo, due to the ongoing violence. And the violence in eastern Congo has created a severe humanitarian crisis with more than 5.5 million people displaced from their homes. This is the third highest number of internally displaced people in the world. They say that this morning, as soon as he lands, there's going to be mass on the tarmac. Oh. Uh, over 100,000 people wow. expected to be there for that opening mass. And Bishop George Batsing has criticized Pope Francis and dismissed the Pope's recent words that the controversial German synodal way is unhelpful, damaging, and ideologically poisoning, saying the Germans had fundamentally different views of synodality than Rome. Now, in an interview published January 27th, the president of the Germans Bishops Conference said he considered the Pope's way of leading the church by way of interviews as extremely questionable, reported Catholic news agency German language partner. Now, previously, Batzing's co-president of the German Synodal Way accused the Vatican of snubbing German Catholics by raising fundamental criticism of the controversial process and resolutions at the November meetings. And in the interview published Friday, Batzing said Pope Francis understood synodality to mean a broad gathering of impulses from all corners of the church. Then bishops discuss it more concretely at the end. There's one man at the top who makes the decision. He goes on to say, this is not the kind of synodality that is viable in the 21st century. Well, if you are flying out of state this morning, you will want to check your flight, especially if you are heading to the south or central portions of the country. Hundreds of flights were canceled yesterday due to nasty winter weather and cancellations and delays are already stacking up today. Many of the cancellations were affecting the Dallas-Fort Worth airports. On Monday, about 180 flights were also canceled in and out of Denver International Airport in Colorado. Now, there is a winter storm warning in effect for a large portion of Texas until Wednesday morning. Now, the weather will also make for treacherous road conditions, up to a half an inch of ice or sleet possible in parts of Texas and central parts of the U.S., according to the National Weather Service. Didn't you say you talked to some friends down yeah, there? Yeah, our very good friends live near Denton, Texas, and they said it is very, very cold, sleet coming down. I mean, the roads were iced over. It just looked to be a real mess. Oh, wow. Yeah, check your flights if you're yep. flying today. Well, the birth center at Legacy Mount Hood Medical Center in Gresham, where 700 babies were born last year, going to close March 17th. 
Now, legacy officials plan to redirect patients, including those in labor, to its Randall Children's Hospital at Legacy Emanuel Medical Center in North Portland. Now, the two hospitals are nearly 17 miles apart, which on a busy day can take 30 minutes or more by car. Now, Legacy, like virtually every other hospital trained in Oregon, is suffering financially due to staffing shortages and capacity issues. Too few nurses statewide means nursing homes cannot provide enough staff to beds, forcing hospitals to house some patients much longer than expected. Now, the Mount Hood Birth Center, which delivered fewer newborns than Legacy's five other birth centers in Oregon and southwest Washington, has become one of the first of those cuts, but they say not likely the last. Obstetrics wards are closing all over the country. In fact, St. Charles Health System in Bend recently closed the birthing center in its Redmond Hospital. Now, legacy officials said they intend to find other positions for the estimated 50 staffers who work at the center. Officials pointed out that expectant mothers who would typically seek care at the center can find other alternatives on the east side of the county, such as Adventist Health in Portland. So 30 minutes or more between Mount Hood Medical Center and Randall Legacy if you are a mom in labor, <laughs> yes. that's a long that's time. a long way, yeah. So if you are planning to give birth at that hospital in the weeks before, yeah, even up to a month before, you better make sure you have an alternate plan. Yeah. Well, Cindy Williams, the actress best known for playing the bubbly Shirley Feeney on the popular sitcom Laverne and Shirley, has died after a short illness According to a statement from her family, she was 75. Williams had credits spanning six decades, but it was her role on Happy Days spinoff, Laverne and Shirley, that endeared her to millions and made her a household name. On the series, she starred opposite of the late Penny Marshall on the sitcom, which ran for eight seasons from 1976 to 1983. And Lisa Loring, best known for playing Wednesday Adams on The Adams Family from 1964 to 66, has also passed away. She was 64 years old. Loring's career began at the age of three when she started modeling and was soon cast in an episode of Dr. Kildare. There have been numerous spinoffs on her Wednesday Adams character, including one that's currently running on Netflix. That's a pretty popular show, I understand, too. It is. I've not watched it, uh, but th- what's really gotten popular, you've seen a lot of little clips on social media. The dance. The dance. Yeah. Because in the Wednesday Adams new series, there's a dance scene, and they clip it to like this little girl in the original black and whites, and she's yeah. dancing. The new Wednesday, the current one, picked up pieces of her dancing oh, wow. and put them in her current dance. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah. well, God rest her yeah. soul. So Cindy Williams, I remember her mostly or originally from she was in uh, American Graffiti. If you remember the movie American oh, Graffiti. I do remember. She was Ron Howard's girlfriend in oh, American okay. Graffiti. And that, I think that's really her popularity first began right there. And then she went on, of course, to The Happy Days and then the spinoff Laverne and Shirley. My, wa- my wife actually saw her in a play in Las Vegas. She oh, had really? Been, she had been doing like a one-woman play mm-hmm. and got a chance to kind of a meet and greet sort of thing. So, But anyway, so, oh, sad to hear. Of course. Well, we're already a couple of days in, but you still have time to catch up on your dumpling 
Passport. Oh, yes. Dumpling Week. This is the Oregonian Oregon Live's annual celebration of all things wrapped in dough. Returns for a ninth year this week, running January 29th to February 4th. Now, event organizers put the call out last month to Portland area restaurants to create special dumplings for the annual effort. More than 30 Portland area restaurants accepted the invitations. Now, during Dumpling Week, specials can be purchased for dine-in or takeout or delivery through a variety of services. And customers can join the festivities online at dumplingweek.com. They can find the little passport of a restaurant (laughs) and see where they uh, can go. This and all kinds of places put dumplings together. Oh, yeah. Ecliptic Brewing. Oh, love it. Been there before. They're yeah. making a halushki. This is a Ukrainian dumpling. Yeah. Um, Frezen Artisan Bakery. They're making a Labers Casey pretzel dumpling. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. How about Oma's Hideaway on Division? They're making a pork and shrimp wonton wrapped in uh, dipped in chili oil. Ooh. Or you can go to Porque No. Oh, Taqueria. Been there. Gluten-free masa, empanada, filled with spicy chorizo, black beans, melted queso, Oaxaca cheese, and roasted Anaheim peppers served with serrano and poblano sauce, Yummy. roasted garlic, habanero, lime, crema. Oh, man. So you hungry? Uh, my German grandmother <laughs> made a dumpling that was so good. So it was baked and the bottom portion was almost burned and salty mm-hmm. and then the top portion was doughy oh oh i love those oh so good those sound delicious mm. dumpling anything it's it's basically the dough oh yeah you can steam them you can boil them you can fry them uh but my favorite way is to just eat, eat them. them yeah me yep. too <laughs> In sports, the Portland Trailblazers wrapped up their six-game homestand with the win last night at the Moda Center. Blazers down the Atlanta Hawks, 129-125. to 125. It was Damian Lillard leading the way for Portland. He scored 42 points and dished out six assists. Jeremy Grant added 22, and Anthony Simons with 21. Blazers shot the ball well, hitting over 54% from the field. Portland is now 24-26 and 26 on the season. Blazers hit the road for three games beginning tomorrow at Memphis. That tips at 4 o'clock. They will also play at Chicago and Washington before returning home next Monday to begin a five-game homestand. Well, today we celebrate... St. John Bosco. Now, during his life as a priest, writer, and educator, Bosco was able to instill in his students the necessary ingredients to live a happy and rewarding life. Many of his pearls of wisdom are as relevant today as they were during his lifetime. Well, here you can see how the founder of the Salesian Order can help with the issues young people are confronting today. They're coping with aggression. Violence can be found in so many areas of life, from TV and video games to fights in the schoolyard. Although it can be tricky to remain calm, keep this mantra in mind and you'll hopefully find the peaceful path. St. John Bosco says, not with violence, but with words. Use your words. Mm -hmm. And when you're feeling fed up with school, you know, school can be challenging for many youngsters. And sometimes it's difficult to see the point in learning trigonometry and literary quotes. But it is important to see the purpose in tuning up and turning up every single day where that might lead you. Because St. John Bosco says the school was not the end. It was rather the instrumental means 
for improving the way of life. Mm-hmm. It'll make it better. All right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday at 7 o'clock is Mass for the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, also known in Candlemas, at a Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend this Dominican Rite Mass, uh, Misa Cantata, in observance of the Feast of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Bring your candles to be blessed. Mm. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Tomorrow on the show, Father Eric Anderson will be joining us talking about this feast day specifically. All right, very good. Coming up, an interview, we've been talking about food, right? That's right. You are that temple. Okay. So make sure you're treating it as such. That's next. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Join Mater Dei Radio and Sister Anne-Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.46 at Mater Day Radio. Well, it is cold out there again this morning. Have cloudy skies, though, compared to yesterday. A high of 42 degrees today. Mostly cloudy tonight, low of 29. And then for Wednesday, partly sunny skies with, again, a high of 43. Currently, it is 26 degrees at St. Henry's Catholic Church in Gresham. And it is 25 degrees at O'Hara Catholic School in Eugene. Well, our culture is facing a pandemic of obesity 
and marked by a rise in diabetes, heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, and dementia. And we know that our American diet has a big part of the responsibility. So along with changing our eating and exercise habits, how does our spiritual health play a part in our overall health? In his new book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness, Dr. Kevin Vost will help you come to understand the importance of eating the real food that God created for us to find real physical and spiritual health. He's the author of 20 books, including Memorize the Faith and How to Think Like Aquinas. Dr. Voss is joining me today. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, hello, Brenda, and thanks so much for having me on. Well, I got to ask this first. Our American diet, yeah, lots of salt, lots of sugar, lots of fat. How bad is that American diet when we're looking at the rest of the world? Yeah, it is. We we are one of the world leaders in many things, many good things, but also, unfortunately, in these things, you know, like like obesity and, and diabetes, the other diseases that flow from it. Just to put it in a little bit of a context, I'm, I'm going to be 62 years old in a few weeks. And when, when I was a kid, about one in uh, 20 children were considered obese, and now it's about one in five, so almost quadrupled. Wow. Uh, less than 15% of Americans were considered obese uh, at that time, and now it's, uh, last I saw, it was 42%. And if we factor in not just obese, but also considered overweight, it's almost three out of four of us. It's 73%. So we have had significant changes you know, during my lifetime in the last you know, four, five, six decades. Our health is really suffered. So there are definitely things that we need to do to try to combat that, to show God gratitude for these uh, bodies he gave us. Kevin, I took an early childhood nutrition class once when I was a young mom trying to raise my kids the best way that was possible. And that nutritionist said something that I said in the opening, that we should eat the food the way God created it. Now, what does that mean? Because, boy, I go to the grocery store and I pull some of these boxes or or uh, cans off of the shelf. I can't even say some of these ingredients. So how do we find the food that God created if what's on the shelf doesn't exactly look like that? Yeah, and that's a great question. And just building on it, too, uh, you know, studies reported in the Journal of the American Medical Association showed that for American children and adolescents, uh, they are now taking 67%, more than two-thirds of their diet, is these ultra-processed foods. You know, foods that come with packages and labels and have all kinds of ingredients in them. But yeah, to be healthy, we, we really do want to stick to foods as God made them. And I give one example in the book. I, I give a recipe uh, from Ezekiel 4.9 where it says, And you take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt, and put them into a single vessel and make bread of them. And then I contrast with an ingredients list of one of our modern breads. And it includes things like uh, canola oil, defatted soy flour, wheat gluten, calcium propionate, sodium sterol, 2-lactylate, sorbic acid, and vegetable monoglycerides. You know? So it's kind of giving us an idea here how far things have gone. Yeah. But, but a simple way to do it is to think about the food I'm eating. Could my great-grandparents have eaten this food? You know, Did it exist then? And if it didn't, we need to be kind of skeptical whether this is the kind of food that will properly nourish our bodies. 
Well, Kevin, we've been listening, you know, for many years about this food pyramid and low fat diets. So things like whole milk or butter, we were exchanging those for non-fat milk or margarine. Is that proven to be a way to do these types of foods better than how it naturally comes? Yeah, and that, that's the thing I, that, that many experts, kind of looking back with the benefit of, of uh, you know, the time behind us now, have seen in many ways that may have been a mistake. Uh, you know, fat is, is a very valuable food uh, fuel for the body. And the average human body has something like 50 times the amount of stored energy in our body fat stores than we do in sugar supplies, which is the, the glycogen stored in our muscles and liver. So it was probably a mistake for us to be encouraged to have more and more carbohydrates like simple sugars and other carbohydrates at the detriment of fat and protein. And what we're finding now, too, is that the, the, more, the more natural foods that are naturally high in protein and fat, things like you know eggs and, and, and milk and, and certain fruits and vegetables, olives, avocados, when we take in higher protein and fat, it tends to be more satiating so we're not as constantly hungry. Mm. If we're eating these less nutrient-dense foods, it tends to make us hungry all the time, and also it doesn't give us so much energy, so it makes us tired. So it's often thought that, well, people are overweight because they they eat too much and they don't exercise enough. Well, it's very possible that the foods we've been encouraged to eat produce just that. They, They make us hungrier, and they give us less energy to feel like moving about. Oh, absolutely. And Kevin, I want to say kudos and thank you for saying avocados for this girl boy. Any way you can get an avocado on a plate is exactly how I want to eat it. It is one of my favorites. Dr. Kevin Vost is joining us today. His new book out by Sophia Press is You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness. Kevin, in your book, you talk about how we are created in God's own image but we're not doing a very good job of respecting that temple. So what does scripture instruct us to do in order to love and respect the gift that our body is from God? Yeah, well, you know, St. Paul very famously, you know, reminds us, hey, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. He says, do you not know that that God dwells within you? Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. He says, in that temple you are. And and that's where I pull uh, the title from, you are that temple. So in 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, St. Paul talks about that. And the Catholic Church has always taught that the body is not something evil, the body is good. God made us as beings, the Catechism tells us, not with two natures, but with one nature that's composed of both body and soul. And we know that when we die, our soul is separated from our body. But when Christ comes again at the end of the time, at the last judgment, we are going to be united with our bodies. So God has crafted us you know, to eventually have these bodies throughout eternity. So we're called to be good stewards. And as St. Paul says, to glorify God in our bodies, you know, to keep them healthy, to keep them energetic, so we can do great things in God's service. Well, again, heart, mind, and spirit, it's all connected, and it is the way that God created us. So, of course, He would give us the pathway in order to keep us healthy. Of course, just reminded of the beautiful Garden of Eden, it seems like, well, we have spent all of eternity since then, well, trying to get back there. And Kevin, in your new book, you're kind of helping us a little bit find that pathway forward to real mental and spiritual health. I've loved our conversation so much, but I am getting close to my break here. Can you stay with me through the break so I can continue our discussion in the next half hour? I'd be happy to do that, Brenda. 
754 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this last day of January. Well, a lot of great ways you can support Mater Day Radio. One of those ways is through our vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. So if you have an old car, a truck, a boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Really quick and easy, just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Dei Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. It's on our website at materdayradio.com or through the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Have you decided that this is the year? Well, you're going to get a few things done to make it memorable. Well, one of those things can be to support Mater Day Radio when you shop for the cause. With your everyday purchases through Amazon Smiles or Fred Meyer Community Rewards, a percentage will go to support great Catholic programming. Sign up is quick and easy. Just go to our webpage for all the information at materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 on Mater Day Radio and ending the COVID-19 emergency. We'll explain in the news. And it's a 100-year-old green drawbridge crossing the Columbia River. And it needs replacement. But I'm not talking about the I-5 bridge. Oh, okay. There's another one in need. I'll tell you about coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint is heralded as the father and teacher of youth and is credited with pioneering the art of gospel magic. St. John Bosco, or Don Bosco as some call him, was born to a poor farming family in Italy in 1815. His father died when John was only two, so his mother raised her three sons on her own. They were extremely poor, but this did not stop Mama Margarita from showing her sons the importance of generosity. Often she would share food, clothing, or shelter with those who came knocking at their door. Learning from his mother's example, John grew in piety and became a devout young man. One day, he witnessed a show by traveling circus performers and decided to learn some of the magic tricks and acrobatics himself. He then put on shows for groups of kids, delighting them with his magic skills. At the end of each performance, he would recite a recent homily, prayer, or hymn. His performances drew such crowds that he eventually discerned his calling to become a priest. 
Being poor, however, John had little education, so he sought out a priest who could help him. Meanwhile, one of his older brothers grew jealous of John's desire to better himself and one day beat him for thinking he was anything more than just a farmer. This only encouraged John's pursuit of joining seminary, and at the age of 12, he left home and hired himself out as a laborer in a vineyard. He eventually found a priest to help him, the future St. Joseph Cafasso, and after six years in seminary, he was ordained a priest in 1841. Immediately after ordination, John set out to work ministering in the slums of Turin, where he witnessed the deplorable conditions people worked and lived in due to the booming change of industrialization. Always drawn to the youth, he set himself toward improving the lives and education of homeless children, juvenile delinquents, and child laborers. Going into the streets, he used his magic tricks to draw their attention and shared short spiritual messages for the day. Among other things, he provided education, recreation, and religious instruction, eventually heading up a large building that included a grammar school, a technical school, and even a church. He was also known for defending the rights of young men in apprenticeships, where abuses ran rampant. And with the help of his mother, he helped find lodging for some 800 boys who came to the city looking for work. Then in 1859, he founded the Society of St. Francis de Sales, also known as the Salesians of Don Bosco, a group designed to continue his work providing young boys with faith formation, education, and healthy recreation. He then worked with Mary Mazzarello and in 1871 founded an order of nuns to minister to young girls in the same manner. When he died in 1888, the Salesians had expanded to more than 57 locations in several countries. He was canonized on Easter Sunday in 1934. Today, he is the patron saint of magicians and juvenile delinquents. St. John Bosco left a lasting legacy of love, education, and genuine care for those whom society cared little about, and the Salesians continue to improve the lives of young people around the world. May we, like St. John Bosco, live powerful lives of putting faith into action. St. John Bosco, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news, Pope Francis visited the Basilica of St. Mary Major on Monday to entrust his upcoming trip to Africa to the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Pope departed Rome Tuesday morning for the capital city of Kinshasa in the Democratic Republic of Congo, home to more than 52 million Catholics. It will be the first papal trip to Congo in 37 years since John Paul II visited Kinshasa in 1985 when it was the capital of Zaire. Now, Pope Francis will visit from January 31st to February 3rd before traveling to Juba, the capital city of South Sudan. Now, Francis has called his visit to South Sudan an ecumenical pilgrimage of peace. The Pope will travel together with the Archbishop of Canterbury and the moderator of the Church of Scotland. Pope Francis will be the first pope to visit South Sudan, the world's newest country, which declared independence from the Republic of Sudan in 2011. Well, President Joe Biden informed Congress on Monday that he will end the twin national emergencies for addressing COVID-19 on May 11th, as most of the world has returned closer to normalcy nearly three years after they were first declared. Now, the move to end the national emergency and public health emergency declarations would formally restructure the federal coronavirus response to treat the virus 
as an endemic threat to public health that can be managed through agencies' normal authorities. The Biden administration had previously considered ending the emergency last year, but held off amid concerns about a potential winter surge in cases and to provide adequate time for providers, insurers, and patients to prepare for its end. Well, a green 100-year-old drawbridge with narrow lanes spanning the Columbia River is in dire need of replacement. And the Columbian newspaper reports that, yes, does describe the Interstate 5 bridge, but also describes the Hood River White Salmon Interstate Bridge, commonly referred to as Hood River Bridge. It's a graded two-lane bridge 70 miles east of Vancouver connecting the towns for which the bridge is named. Now originally it was built to transport cattle, horse-drawn carriages and automobiles, but the bridge today is known for being the place where they say side view mirrors go to die <laughs> because sideswiped by vehicles, often trucks going in the other direction. But more significantly, the bridge is seismically deficient. Now the rickety structure's speed limit has been lowered to 15 miles an hour, Mm -hmm. although drivers may feel the urge to speed up to get off that bridge a little faster. Luckily, it's not the busiest bridge on the river. Hood River Bridge carries in a year what the I-5 bridge carries in about a month. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a difference. And its replacement cost is significantly less than the I-5 crossing from Vancouver to Portland. $520 million compared to 5.2 to 7.5 billion dollars for the i-5 bridge and like that bridge uh the uh, bridge up river is a bi-state replacement effort and this one led by the port of hood river and clickitat county now the plan is to replace the structure with a concrete two-lane fixed span bridge with an attached bike and pedestrian path running side by side to traffic which the current bridge lacks now, this project is uh, on schedule ahead of the I-5 bridge replacement by about a year with completion as early as 2029. I've been over that bridge several times. Yeah. It's nice. It's narrow, though. It when is, I was yeah. reading it, I'm like, I'm reminded about, yeah, how uh, how difficult that uh, bridge is. Oftentimes, what we'll do is we'll head out 14, mm-hmm. go over Bridge of the Gods right. there at Cascade Locks, and then continue up to uh, Hood River. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that uh, river walk and the downtown shopping area, take in one of those breweries, and then just come back all the way down 84. So yeah. uh, glad they're going to replace that bridge. The Pakistani Taliban has claimed responsibility for a deadly blast in a mosque in Peshawar on Monday, the latest attack on the city in northwest Pakistan. The powerful explosion killed at least 100 people and left dozens injured, according to local police there. Rescue operations are being carried out in the mosque, which is situated inside a police compound and is mostly attended by law enforcement officials. Now, two officials from the Pakistani Taliban put out statements saying the blast was revenge for the death of one of its members last year. The Taliban group is a U.S.-designated foreign terrorist organization operating in both Afghanistan and Pakistan. The city of Peshawar, which is located at the edge of Pakistan's tribal districts that border Afghanistan, has frequently been the site of attacks by militant groups. Bishop George Batzing has criticized Pope Francis and dismissed the Pope's recent words that the German synodal way is unhelpful, damaging, and ideologically poisoned, saying the Germans had fundamentally different views of synodality than Rome. 
In an interview published January 27th, the president of the German Bishops Conference said he considered the Pope's way of leading the church by way of interview as extremely questionable. Pope Francis and other church leaders have expressed serious concerns about plans to create a permanent synodal council for the German church. Such a body would function as a consultative and decision-making body on essential developments in the church today, according to the Synodal Way proposal. In sports, one of the all-time greats in the National Hockey League has passed away. Bobby Hull, known as the Golden Jet, died on Monday at the age of 84. Hull played for the Chicago Blackhawks from 1957 to 1972 and helped the team to a Stanley Cup title in 1961. Hull, a 12-time All-Star, played in over 1,000 NHL games, finished with 610 goals and 560 assists. Hull won the Art Ross Trophy as the leading NHL scorer three times, the Hart Trophy as the league's most valuable player twice, and the Lady Bing Trophy in 1965 for sportsmanship. In 1983, Hull was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame and was named one of the 100 greatest NHL players in history. Great one. What a great player he Mm -hmm. was, Bobby Hull. Well, the Royal Parish of St. Mary Magdalene in Seville, Spain, is now home to a painting by the Spanish master Diego Velazquez, the leading artist of the court of Philip IV, considered by many the greatest painter of the Spanish Golden Age. Now, the painting was donated to the parish in 2020 by Soledad Rojas, a parishioner shortly before she passed away. The painting, it said, unattributed, they didn't know who the artist was, was above her bed all of her life. Now, as the parish was planning to restore the image, experts, they looked at it and attributed the image to Francisco Pacheco. Now, Pacheco was not only Velasquez's mentor and father-in-law, he was also the author of a widely spread treatise, the Arte de la Pintura. Now, this was a textbook containing detailed and minute instructions for painters who wanted to work on religious iconography. Well, but as the restoration went on of this picture, well, specialists have realized the work itself is Velasquez himself. Now, on a local TV show, the coordinator of the restoration project explained that after studying the materials and the components and techniques and the formal and stylistic resources of the painting, this is of the Virgin Mary holding the child in her arms, they affirmed it was the work of the great civilian master. Now, lawyers have informed the parish they need to let the National Office of Patrimony know that they're now in possession of this incredible piece of art and they should probably get some extra insurance on it as well now velasquez if you're not familiar with his work there's a beautiful image of the coronation of mary where she is sitting and jesus on one side god on the other are setting down a crown above her and then there's angels beneath her Uh that's the work of velasquez so very very nice It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up this Saturday is our Lady of Peace Luncheon Tea and Silent Auction. And 
It is sold out. Hey, all right. This is an incredible event. Now, this year's tea was in honor of Our Lady of Sorrows, and proceeds will benefit the recent work of installing 40 new heating and cooling units in the retreatant's room, also upgrading the heating and cooling system throughout the retreat house. You know, Mater Day Radio was there recently. We had a special event uh, from our last share and they were showing us some of the upgrades that they have made. So yeah. while this tea is sold out, out now for in-person attendance, please go to OLP Retreat, uh, their webpage. You can learn more about this project and see if there's you have the avail- availability to help them out in any way you can. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on Your Body is a Temple. It's right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Find the peace you need by joining Mater Dei Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click materdayradio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
Day 14 of Mantra Day Radio. Mostly cloudy skies today. High of 42 degrees. Cloudy again overnight tonight. Low of 29. And partly sunny for Wednesday. A high of 43. And still going to be kind of chilly right on through the rest of the week. May see a little rain roll in toward Friday and Saturday. Currently, it is 30 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Elementary School up in Longview, Washington. And 27 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. Well, I am back with Dr. Kevin Voss. If you were listening in our first half hour, we got into a great discussion about the temples of our body, the gift they are from God, and well, what's the best way to take care of them? In his new book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness, well, Dr. Voss kind of sends us on a great pathway onto true spiritual and physical health. Kevin, thanks so much for staying with me through the break. Uh, my pleasure. All right. So now we know that if we pick up a can or a box on the shelf and we can't pronounce the words on the ingredients list, it's probably not the way that God had created it for us to eat it. But anyone knows who's tried to change their habits will say, yeah, it's easier said than done. Kevin, you might agree with them, but that doesn't change the fact that change needs to happen. You were able to do that. So tell us how you practiced what you preached. Well, yeah, I'd be happy to. For one thing, I'm a lifelong weightlifter. I used to be a weightlifting instructor. I competed. I've trained now for 50 years. And I've also done cardiovascular things, running, running races, and so forth. So I kept myself strong and fit. But as I got older, despite all that exercise, I had become overweight. My waistline got over 40 inches. My blood pressure was high. Uh, and just a few years ago, when I changed my own eating, it, all that drastically changed. I lost 30 pounds, 6 inches off my waist, more than 20 points off my blood pressure by making fundamental changes in my, in my diet. But in a certain sense, I'll tell you, in a certain sense, it was not really that hard. When I was a teenager, uh, at that time, I thought I could be Mr. Universe someday. You know, I didn't know about individual genetics. And at that time... I had like perfect discipline. I worked at a Burger King for years and never drank a single soda, never touched a French fry, never had a bun on a hamburger, you know, because I was so motivated with, with this goal I thought was before me. Well, once I realized that wasn't going to happen, you know, I, I kept training, but I went the next 40 years or so thinking, you know, where did my willpower go? I'm always hungry now, you know, and I tend to get tired. But two years ago now, when I did switch to go far more in terms of protein and fat and real foods, far less processed food, far less sugar, I thought, boy, here's my willpower again. And it was just because the real foods satiate us and nourish us. And if a person can switch over to that, you know, it may be a little rough going at first, but you may be amazed that, hey, you know, I am not hungry all the time. And boy, I feel good. I feel like getting out there and exercising, you know, or at least walking the dog. So I'd say the message should be hopeful to more, to more people. It's not going to be a matter of you know, just knuckling down and gritting your teeth. If we do live in these more natural ways, we will come to find that, that it's really might not be as hard as we thought. Well, Kevin, we pray that the COVID pandemic is in our rearview mirror. You know, going through these past few years, seeing how many people were affected, the number of family members who lost a loved one because of it. And it seemed like, well, so many doctors were trying to figure out exactly what it was that was causing some people to get so sick and others not. 
You know, in your book now, you do talk a little bit about how to avoid illness. Now, things like the COVID-19 or other illnesses, hard to avoid, but our overall diet, exercise, even our spiritual well-being, they're all ways to kind of put an armor on against illnesses. Tell us a little bit more. Sure, sure. I will say, too, my own professional career, my full-time career, the 32 years was doing disability, mental and physical disability cases for Social Security. So, so I saw, you know, all kinds of mental, mental and physical diseases and how they changed from the 80s to up to the last few years and how they really, really grew. But, yeah, so for something like COVID, like a, a virus, you know, there's limited things that we can do, you know, to, to prevent catching it, to being exposed. You know, we, we try our best, but so many of us now have actually gotten it. But what determines how it impacts us can be things like our age, which we cannot control, but also pre-existing chronic diseases. So early on in the book, I even give statistics from our own, you know, Centers for Disease Control, the CDC itself, that gives, for example, it shows how obesity increased the risk of severe illness, uh, tripling the risk for hospitalization, uh, and even for uh, students, children under 18 had over three times a greater chance of hospitalization than the non-obese children uh, if they contracted COVID. So, so one of the ideas is if we make ourselves you know, healthier overall, we may still get some of these acute uh, viruses and things, but hopefully they will be less devastating uh, to our bodily temples. Kevin, when you were going through your own journey in changing the foods that you were eating to just really create an overall better health for you, did you rely on your faith in order to help you overcome those times where you just really wanted to dive into maybe a bag of potato chips? How can we rely on our Catholic faith to help us with our wills to do better within the foods we eat? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And one theme, you know, I'm a big fan of St. Thomas Aquinas because his writings brought me back from, to, to Christ after 25 years of atheism. And he writes extensively about virtues and even says how, he says how the virtues are to our soul is like health and beauty and fitness are to our bodies. So we can employ, you know, the Catholic virtues to, to help make, our, make us healthier and fitter. Just a simple example, you know, fortitude or courage is the ability to overcome difficult obstacles or to endure difficulties. And I say, boy, if we're going to train our body, strength training is overcoming difficult obstacles, and endurance training is enduring discomfort. Well, temperance is self-control or moderation. And boy, doesn't that apply to learning how to, to rein in what we eat. You know, so, and so all the virtues you know, can play a role there. But the key one for a Catholic is, is the virtue of charity or the love of God. And that should be our ultimate motivation. I use the phrase that we, we should try to become dynamos of charity. We're going to try to build up our health and wellness so we can share this with other people. So we have the energy, you know, to help our families, to help our neighbors, and, and to do a variety of things, you know, in the service of God. So, so virtue development is a key theme I, I try to emphasize uh, in the book, tying in the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Oh, excellent. Well, that is just some of what you will learn about if you pick up a copy of Kevin's new book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness. Kevin, where can our listeners get a copy for themselves? Maybe learn a little bit more about you and your other books, too. Well, sure. The the publisher of this book is Sophia uh, Institute Press, so their website, sophiainstitute.com. The book is probably available at most major Internet sellers, and if you have a local Catholic bookstore... Maybe they have it or can get it. If anyone would like to contact me, my own website's uh, drvost.com, just drvost.com. 
Well, fantastic. Well, Kevin, I really appreciate your time so much. I have only gotten a little ways into this book, and boy, I keep turning those pages to the detriment sometimes of me getting out to take a walk. But I really appreciate your book, all of your insight and research into it, and really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're most welcome, and thank you for having me. And again, that is Dr. Kevin Vost, the name of the book, You Are That Temple, A Catholic Guide to Health and Holiness, out again by Sophia Institute Press. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get a copy for yourself. Also learn more about Kevin. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.22 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning, last day in January. Well, if you haven't done so yet, please consider downloading our free Hail Mary media app. It's just a wonderful app. It has so much information on it. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders and so much more. It is Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary media app. All the information for you available on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am, order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. When it comes to the death of a loved one, who do you turn to? I'm Maria Lee, a cemetery counselor with Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Our cemeteries have served Catholic families since 1888. In 2017, we added a full-service funeral home with on-site cremation, so we're even more prepared to help when a death occurs. When you choose us as your funeral home, you do so with the assurance that you're working with a Catholic funeral home owned and operated by the Archdiocese of Portland. And when the time comes for burial, Know that we serve all cemeteries in the area, including our Catholic cemeteries located on both the east and west sides of Portland, where we offer traditional, cremation, and green burial options. For more information, please visit our website at ccpdxor.com. We are Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, compassionate and pastoral care. 
A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. It's 26 at Mater Day Radio and more flight cancellations today as icy conditions prevail. Details in the news. And you can steam them, boil them, or fry them. So what is your favorite way to eat a dumpling? We'll talk some more about it coming up in news. Here is Lee Ressler, How Sweet the Sound. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Before the sun could conquer night Before the mountains kiss the sky You were there, breathing out new life From the deepest depth to the highest height Spoke, let there be light. When you watched heaven and earth collide, creation sang a song to your delight, and it said, God of power, God of might. I'm lifting up my hands to you, my God, for everything you are and what I am not. I'm singing out in praise to the skies of.
what I am not. I'm singing out in praise to the skies above. How sweet the sound of your amazing love. That is Lee Ressler and How Sweet the Sound. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, before departing on his flight to Africa on Tuesday morning, Pope Francis met with a group of refugees and migrants from the Democratic Republic of Congo and South Sudan at the Vatican. Then, while on board the papal flight to Kinshasa, the departed uh, that departed from Rome's international airport at 8.30 local time this morning with more than 70 journalists. Pope Francis asked everyone on the plane to spend a moment in silent prayer, thinking of those who crossed the Sahara Desert seeking a better life. Pope Francis also expressed disappointment that he was unable on this trip to visit Goma, a city in eastern Congo due to the ongoing violence. Now, the violence in the eastern Congo has created a severe humanitarian crisis with more than 5.5 million people displaced from their homes. It's the third highest number of internally displaced people in the world. Well, if you're flying out of state this morning, you'll want to check your flight, especially if you're heading to the south or central portions of the country. Hundreds of flights were canceled yesterday due to nasty winter weather, and cancellations and delays are already stacking up today. Many of the cancellations were affecting the Dallas-Fort Worth airports. On Monday, about 180 flights were also canceled in and out of Denver International Airport in Colorado. Now, there is a winter storm warning in effect for a large portion of Texas until Wednesday morning. The weather will also make for treacherous road conditions, up to half an inch of ice or sleet possible in parts of Texas and central parts of the U.S., according to the National Weather Service. Well, the birth center at Legacy Mount Hood Medical Center in Gresham, where 700 babies were born last year, is going to close on March 17th. Legacy officials plan to redirect patients, including those in labor, to its Randall's Children's Hospital at Legacy Emanuel Medical Center in North Portland. The two hospitals are nearly 17 miles apart, which on a busy day can take as much as 30 minutes or more by car. Legacy, like virtually many other hospital chains in Oregon, suffering financially due to a staffing shortage and capacity issues. Too few nurses statewide means nursing homes can't provide enough staffed beds, forcing hospitals to house some patients for much longer than expected. The Mount Hood Birth Center, which delivered fewer newborns than Legacy's five other birth centers in Oregon and southwest Washington, has become one of the first to make those cuts, but they say likely not the last. Obstetric wards are closing all over the country. Now, St. Charles Health System in Bend recently closed the birthing center in its Redmond Hospital. 
Now, legacy officials said they intend to find other positions for the estimated 50 staffers who work at this center. And officials pointed out that expectant mothers who would typically seek care at the center can find other alternatives on the east side of the county, such as Adventist Health in Portland. You know, while you were doing that story, I couldn't help but thinking about the birth of my two daughters. Yes. And, you know, the the uh, travels to get them to the hospital. And I remember both vividly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to think about that. And to so, go back. yeah, if if a woman is in labor, 30 minute drive to the hospital, I can feel like an eternity. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, just plan ahead and don't wait too long at home before you leave. That's funny why you say that. I was thinking about driving to the hospital with my second daughter and going over speed bumps. Oh. And Mm-mm. every time going over the speed bump, I just remember that. Yeah. Wow. It's like, oh. I actually, a, a friend of mine, we were in mom's group together at St. Joe's. Yeah, she got on the road with one of her children and traffic was real bad getting across uh, Vancouver, turned around, went home because they realized they weren't going to make it, Whoa. called the ambulance, had that baby in the car. That's something. Yeah. Wow. Well, Cindy Williams, the actress best known for playing the bubbly Shirley Feeney on the popular sitcom Laverne and Shirley, has died after a short illness. According to a statement from her family, she was 75. Williams had credits spanning six decades, but it was her role on Happy Days spinoff, Laverne and Shirley, that endeared her to millions and made her a household name. On the series, she starred opposite of the late Penny Marshall on the sitcom, which ran for eight seasons from 1976 to 1983. And Lisa Loring, best known for playing Wednesday Adams on The Adams Family from 1964 to 66, has also passed away. She was 64 years old. Lorraine's career began at the age of three when she started modeling and was soon cast in an episode of Dr. Kildare. There have been numerous spinoffs on her Wednesday Adams character, including one currently running on Netflix. Well, Dumpling Week, the Oregonian Oregon Line's annual celebration of all things wrapped in dough, returns this week for its ninth year. Now, event organizers put out the call last month to Portland area restaurants to create special dumplings for the annual effort. More than 30 restaurant area, uh, Portland area restaurants accepted the invitation. Now, Dumpling Week specials can be purchased for dine-in, takeout, even delivery through a variety of services. Now, customers can join the festivities online at dumplingweek.com, where they can find links to ordering options, get their passport and stickers to play along at home. So we talked about some of these that people have come up with, like uh, Bantam Tavern, Boke Bowl, Sibo, it's made an Italian dumpling, mm. or you can go to Patty's on, y- on Yamhill. Been there? Been, Been there? there? Yeah, oh yeah. They've got a lamb banger and mash dumpling. Ooh, yeah. Now here you go, David. This features lamb banger sausage, mashed potatoes, and white cheddar cheese <laughs> stuffed into a wonton skin deep fried, and then drizzled with onion gravy and topped with fried onions. Wow. Guess where we're going for yeah, lunch today. I like that. So uh, I've been to Patty's on St. Patty's Day. Yeah, Have yeah, you really? Yeah, yeah. I bet that's a great place to be. 
uh, on St. Patrick's Day, and I think it's also a great place to be this week. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. A banger and mash dumpling. You make dumplings? Have you made them? Uh, yes. But not I. I don't stuff them. Like there's a like a a potato type dumpling that my grandmother used to make. Oh, it's yeah. just kind of boiled doughy with right. you know butter and breadcrumbs. Um, very yummy, but. Mm. Uh, uh, there's a place over at Washington Square Mall that makes different kinds of steamed dumplings. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. In sports, the Portland Trailblazers wrapped up their six-game homestand with a win last night at the Moda Center. Blazers down the Atlanta Hawks 129-125. to Damian Lillard leading the way for Portland. He scored 42 points, dished out six assists. Jeremy Grant added 22, and Anthony Simons had 21. Blazers shot the ball well, hitting over 54% from the field. Portland is now 24-26 and 26 on the season. Blazers hit the road for three games beginning tomorrow at Memphis. That tips at 4 o'clock. They will also play at Chicago and Washington before returning home next Monday to begin a five-game homestand. And during his life as a priest, writer, and educator, St. John Bosco was able to instill in his students the necessary ingredients to live a happy and rewarding life. His many pearls of wisdom are as relevant today as they were during his lifetime. And on this day where we celebrate St. John Bosco, see how the founder of the Salesian Order can help with the issues young people are confronted with today. He would talk to his students about thinking before you act. Mm -hmm. It's hard to always do the right thing and equally to know what the right thing is to do. Yet the short quote should encourage you to consider the consequences of your actions. It's akin to the goal of doing something that would put a smile on your grandparents' faces when he says this, act today in such a way that you need not blush tomorrow. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, right? And then for resisting temptation, you know, children have a lot of access to materials today and a lot of it inappropriate on the line. And what may begin as curiosity can lead you down a path that has many detrimental effects on your emotional growth, future relationships. St. John Bosco said this so, so many years ago. Guard your eyes since they are the windows through which sin enters the soul. Great comment. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up February 10th, beginning at 5.30 p.m., is an annual Valentine dinner dance at St. Mary's Parish Center in Eugene. 5.30 is the social time, 6.30 is the dinner, and then 7.30, dance the evening away. This is hosted by the Knights of Columbus Council, 14.30. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Father John Henderson of St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard, he has a homily highlight for us. That's coming up. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. 
Well, not really, but they could have been. And you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Matra Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at matradayradio.com. It is 841 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be cloudy today. Going to be chilly. High of just 42 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight. Low of 29. And then for Wednesday, partly sunny skies. A high of 43. It's currently 30 degrees at Holy Redeemer Church in Portland. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. I have to tell you, I am just so in awe with the beautiful music and the singing. And one of the things that we want to really promote here at St. Anthony's is, first of all, recognizing the talents and gifts that each child has and to help them to develop those gifts and talents and their desires. You know, I can think back a couple years ago when I was in high, uh, grade school and uh, I remember uh, in third grade, I remember getting up and reading at mass and I was asked to read and when I got up there, immediately the priest said, great Scott. What a loud voice. And from then on out, I was always reading at Mass. And they supported that. And they helped me to develop that, as well as my vocation. That, you know, even though my classmates knew kind of that I had that tendency toward uh, church, you know, I really felt, even as a child, that I was supported and encouraged. And I have always learned from that, knowing how important it is that we must encourage our children to grow and develop and mature and to follow their desires and to be honest about those desires. They also knew that I was never going to be an NBA player. They also knew that I was never going to be a surgeon. And so I had my gifts, my calling. And it's important that we support our children. And that is the very first thing that I think is is beautiful about our school community, is that we truly do respect our children and want the very best for them. And we want them to mature in their gifts. We also want them to understand the importance of service, of caring for others, of living the truth, of lifting each other up. That is so important. You know, you saw one of the announcements about this Friday, for example, at 7 p.m., you know, to to talk about Lent and the importance of of the, those little banks you always get. This year is going to be quite different with regard to those banks. But we want our children to understand how we must be strong in our relationship, 
especially with the poor, those who are in need, that they come to see that we don't live in a me, myself, and I mentality, but that we are truly there for others. That's crucial. That's most important uh, because the world today really focuses on that more than anything else. What's good for you is all that's important. How you think, that's all that's important. But we have to follow guidelines. We have to be able to help those who are in need. And finally, and most importantly, most importantly, is that God is at the center of our lives. What's most important is that we grow spiritually in this relationship with God. Today, my friends, we are presented with a roadmap, a blueprint, so to speak, of how we should be living our lives. And these Beatitudes is not just some beautiful poem. I think that's how people see this sometimes. You know, they just, when I ask them, what do you like about, it's just so beautiful, Father. It's so nice, I just like hearing it. You know, as if Jesus is just sharing some nice poem with everyone. But I have to tell you, when I have this reading from Matthew at my funeral in another 40 years, I want that gospel. But I don't want that gospel to be just we like it. I want it to be that people can see that this person, John, has truly embraced these beatitudes, this way of life. And that's what we want for our children, that religion is just not just some side thing, but that all of us have a responsibility to live these beatitudes. It's our stairway, our stairway to heaven. And we must follow that. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. No matter how much money you have, it does not mean a thing if God is not at the center, the heart of who we are. Nothing but nothing should get in the way of this deep relationship. You know, I think of another passage in Matthew. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and decay destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor decay destroys nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. We live in a world of suffering, of pain. We just saw another instance of that this past week. How sad where we're not caring and it brings us to tears, thinking. And we are blessed because we recognize Jesus, the suffering servant, who died for all of us on the cross, who had compassion for us no matter what. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Now, being meek does not mean being a wimp. One thing I um, really dislike when people think that to be Catholic you have to be a wimp or to be spiritual you know being meek does not mean that you're a doormat and everyone can walk all over you 
No, meekness is about strength under control. You know, some might think that Jesus' meekness means that, you know, he is weak and fragile. What a shame. But Jesus is meek with the power of gentleness and the power of strength that reaches out. Jesus himself said, come to me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Blessed are the hunger who thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. We are called to stand up for the truth, to stand up for those things that the world says is okay. And we kind of compete with each other. The reality is our job is to bring God's truth to the world. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. We cannot cling to our grudges or be willing to, to, to let go of our resentments. This is sad. Our prayer should always be, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. We need to look at our heart. You know, I think of Mary, our mother, whose heart was so pure, so clean, that she could see God's will for her in her life. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The word peace is that word that comes from Hebrew, shalom. I wish you every blessing. You know, I think of a passage in the Old Testament in the book of Numbers where we hear the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. And then we have those last two, which are really one. There are eight Beatitudes. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. I want you to think about our brothers and sisters who have given their lives to Christ and are not afraid to, to really stand for what is truly important whether that be pro-life, whether that be feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, and they are strong in who they are, even when they are mocked and ridiculed for what they believe. Are you mocked and ridiculed in your life for your stand? These eight Beatitudes are in direct opposition to what society teaches. And so I was thinking, you know, what beatitude do I need to work on in my life? I'm going to tell you what it is. For me right now, it's the beatitude of meekness. I need to work on that. I need to work on not being so emotionally reactionary. I want to trust God in all circumstances. I want to be more confident in God so that I'm able to respond to others with softness and gentleness of spirit. And so I ask you today, as I ask all of our students, which beatitude do you work on right now? What do you need to work on? Clean of heart, 
peacemaker, standing up for the truth. But what's important to know is that all of these beatitudes must, must become the life of our children and the life of each and every one of us here. All of them, not just one. So when I finish this one, I got a lot of others to work on. Because my friends, these beatitudes are the stairway to heaven. And that is today's homily highlight from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. You can listen to that beautiful homily again because it will be made into a podcast right after the show today. You can also catch all of our locally produced shows, including The Morning Blend and all of our great interviews on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast for this morning. Going to be chilly today, high of 42 degrees under mostly cloudy skies. Cloudy again tonight, low of 29, and then partly sunny Wednesday, high of 43 Mostly cloudy Thursday, high of 44. Kind of the same right on through the week. A little rain may roll in on Friday. It is currently 30 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is PJ Anderson and Rise. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
PJ Anderson and Rise. It's A59 at Matraday Radio. Hey, thank you so much for joining the morning blend on this last day of January. David and Brenda with you. Tomorrow, Brenda, we will be back on the first day of February. Okay. Yeah, you ready for that? Uh, as soon as I get some dumplings, I will be ready for the first day of February. Well, make that a priority today. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend, Voice of the Shepherd on this evening with Dina Marie and Archbishop Sample. Of course, catch the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. Have a very blessed day.